I love the country. I'm not freaking out. A lot of people are freaking out because we have President Trump. I'm not. I think it's okay. And the more, the more they try, like CNN broke. He was giving a speech in uh, Phoenix the other day, doing a little rally, and CNN broke in to be like, the president's lost his mind. Like literally, I've never seen that shit before in my life, where the president of the United States is talking. I'm like, this just in. That is crazy. We don't know what's going on, but grab your burn your house to the ground. Hola, it is a crazy, insane. Uh, fire on the mountain episode of the Loftus Party. We got a podcast. I, I've journeyed, journeyed to uh, L.A. Crazy trip. Uh, very hot here. There's fire up in the hills. It was nuts. I've never uh, landed in in L.A. before where that you could just see fire. So that was kind of insane. Hopefully those guys have it uh, all taken care of. How are things going on at uh, Camp Liberty Gimlet? Liberty Gimlet. Uh, putting a little, uh, what was it, maraschino cherry in there or something to make it red. Um, going well. Doing the doing the barbecue today. Got a po- pork shoulder on, on the smoker. Uh, good luck with that. So it's, it's a kajillion degrees out here. And uh, man, oh, man. I'm, I'm out by the pool yesterday with, with the kids and just thinking about, holy moly, if, if you're a fireman up there in the Latuna Canyon, it's mm-hmm. right up. You can... Like it's just literally if you if you're in Burbank, you just look up and you're like, wow, here comes a giant line of fire. Uh, those dudes. Wow. Those firemen are earning their money today. Absolutely. They are earning it. Absolutely. Is it is it staying away from residential areas? I mean, are people pretty safe at this point? I guess so. Uh, my friend, there's a, a girl that I wrote with on the uh, George Lopez show, and, and she lives up there, and she posted some pictures on Facebook today. It looked pretty darn close. People aren't freaking out. Uh, they're really uh, – the planes are dropping the red stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. So, yeah, hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll stay away from uh, Burbank and the residential neighborhoods. But it's just crazy because it's just – it's literally like right up the hill. It seems – it seems like it's 100 yards away, but I know that's an optical illusion, uh, but it's nutty. Well, when we were having those up in Tennessee around, see, uh, what is it, Don, Dolly Parton's hometown and further south in Tennessee, it was just weird because it, like, it was like hazy and it, you know, you just had this smoke hanging everywhere and we weren't even that close to it. So I imagine your air quality is like somewhere in the tank. Yeah, I have to imagine it is. And everything has like this yellow – uh, it's like everything's in this like yellow filter. It's like we're on Instagram constantly in, <laughs> in a sepia tone filter. No. And it's weird. And I'm conditioned as a kid growing up in Ohio, like when the sky goes yellow like that, you're like, ooh, now here comes a tornado. Exactly. So <laughs> my spidey senses don't know which way to tangle. There Is it a go. fire? Is it an earthquake? Is it a tornado? What are we going to do? Yeah. So it's great. Um, well, how yeah, about- I'm, I'm glad to be back on the left coast for a little bit. How about that uh, earthquake over in North Korea? <laughs> we can discuss that. Mm-hmm. That you know, here's the here's the thing. I I I really I don't care. I don't care. You don't Everyone care. Everyone is freaking out. I I honestly don't. There's nothing we're gonna do. It's it's, uh, it's checkmate. And and we've said it before on this very show uh, a couple weeks ago. There's nothing we can do. There's absolutely nothing we can do except for make it seem like it just bugs us. Well, that's what you, true. What, what are your thoughts? I uh, mean, I've, I've played out a bunch of scenarios in the old in the old Loftus Party dome over here, and I'm I'm coming up with with one solution, and that's just make sure South Korea has some kind of anti missile system. That would be good, and I, I'm still all for my parade strategy. I mean, this guy just shot off a a hydrogen bomb. He's going to have a parade to celebrate. And I say we just do a massive regime change at that point. That'd be funny. That'd be hilarious if they were totally unprepared for the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. (laughs) Look, you're all in one spot. Bam! I still think it's effective. (laughs) Might make China a a little mad, though. (laughs) Might make China a little mad, though. Maybe not the best idea. That's the big problem. Yeah, These people keep talking about sanctions and sanctions and sanctions. Obviously, they don't work. Obviously, they no. haven't done anything. Mm-mm. Obviously, China's going to get mad if we start flying bombers over there. 
there's nothing we can do. Now, I think long term, North Korea wants South Korea back. And that's where we draw the line. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no can do, fellas. That's it. Yep. Not happening. I don't know. Could we just do like the Top Gun thing where we just buzz the parade? Uh, yeah, you that would make me feel that. better. <laughs> and then, and then China would do something. You just like I'm just like all all jokes aside. Yeah. All we can do now, all we can do now now is is like act like we don't care. Like oh well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're pulling that one off because I just watched Fox News was on in the front room while I was making my Southern Heresy, and you know there's big meeting at the White House, and Steve Munchen's on TV yammering around. Well, like, obviously we're not going to tell anybody what we're going to do. Okay, they have to act like they're doing something. Just it just makes people feel better. But uh, I mean, literally, I think they go. Uh, you got Steve Munchkin goes into the White House. Everybody else goes into the White House, mm-hmm. and they just sit down and look at each other, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, there's well, uh, not a lot we can do." I'm just hoping China lives up to its promise. Like you do it first, you're in big trouble. You do it first, you're in big trouble. Everybody just sit down. I think, you know, I think that was that was a big deal that China voted for sanctions against North Korea and the in the U.N. and that they said, hey, you don't get to play first. We're not going to support you doing that. And I just I hope they they remain true to that. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. That's probably Mm -hmm. the only thing we can really do is like, okay, so let just just clarifying here. Uh, If they launch on South Korea, we're coming in guns a blazing Mm because South Korea, that's they're our best friend. And we've been going to. uh uh, elementary school with those guys since the fifties. Right. <laughs> That's my little buddy right there. Don't well, go, don't go bullying my little buddy just cause he's weird and wears well, glasses. And, and, and prayers for, uh, prayers for the 17,000 or so U S uh, troops standing on that border. Cause you know, it's probably a pretty uncomfortable place to be right now. Uh, my brother was over there. I my brother been. was over there. Uh, I think he did two, Yep. Uh, tours and just he says it's miserable. Well, just I, absolutely miserable. One of my friend's sons is over there right now. Been over there about a month. So, oof. Yep. Yeah, that was that was the uh, that was the turning point. My my uh, my. I'm the youngest of five kids, and not my oldest brother, but the the next brother above me was going to be career military. And mm-hmm. uh, he's like, if they send me back to Korea again, I can't do I can't do another trip to Korea. They do that again. <laughs> I'm out. And he did two tours over there and uh, he thought he was done. And they're like, hey, looks like you're going back to Korea. He's like, all right, check, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Thank you very I'm much. Done. I um, don't care for kimchi. Yeah, well, you know, hey, saw saw the weirdest thing on social media, this GIF, and it's like some kind of Asian food. I think it's Japanese, and they cut the head off a squid, and then they pour soy sauce on it, and the muscles still contract because of the salt. So, like, there's this moving headless squid on your plate. I got to tell you, that was one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen, and what culture does that? I know there's another... Uh, like that's really gross, and they also have another thing where they serve like live food. Now mm-hmm. the squid, mm-hmm. the squid in the in the in the gif that's making its way around, or yeah. the gif, I never know how to say it, uh, has been decapitated. So Correct. its brain is gone. It's just a chemical reaction with the salt and the soy sauce and the muscles. That was horrifying. But that was who, absolutely who, horrifying. That who, was some Silence of the Lambs crap right there. Like but, who does that? But who figured it out? I mean, like. Who did that? I'm like, wow, this should be a thing. <laughs> I'm going to say something. Now, hold on to your chairs, America. Okay. The Japanese do some weird shit. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but so do, so, do the, so do the Koreans. My husband went over there to start a manufacturing facility up and, they, oh, we're going to take you to a nice dinner. And for you and I who hate sushi, right? Like sushi's bait, right? Yes. He goes out to this nice dinner and you literally – pick the thing out of the tub and they just put it on your plate and you start eating it alive. Yeah. No, no, that doesn't I'm happen. Just like, I would oh. be so offended. And I, and I'm, and <laughs> this happened. A friend of mine, his best friend got a job at some plant over in like Thailand mm-hmm. and, uh, was uh, kind of like living. He wanted to save a lot of money. So he was in an apartment and mm-hmm. doing this thing. 
And evidently it was like great dishonor upon the boss. The boss is like, no, no, no. You have to have a big house. You have to have servants. So he, he like set the guy up. They took him out to this real expensive dinner to like show all the workers. Here's how successful this guy is. It was just like horrifying, just horrifying. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm from, it's another culture. I'm yep. not even going to try. I'm not even going to try. No, nope. the Japanese, they're wacky. We're going to eat this octopus live. Look, it's fighting you as it struggles. to. That's just cruel. It's just cruel to me. Well, now, you know, we have a few southern traditions like a low country boil and a few traditions in the northeast where we pop things that are alive into boiling water, right? Like lobster. Um, but it's not still moving when you eat it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even I don't even like the whole lobster thing. I mean, I know how the process is done. I know that we like, you know, you kill cows to eat them. I just don't want to see it. Nope. I don't I don't want to see it. Nope. Uh, just something like desperately trying to live mm -hmm. <laughs> for my enjoyment is just seems uh, gross. And then like here's another like uh, the kimchi. Yeah, that's another like super like I always like as, as a comic, I always used to toy around with this idea of like who was the first person who did X, Y or Z. Right. Like who was the first person to drink mm -hmm. milk from a cow? That's probably like two cavemen, you know, sitting around like. I'm going to go up to that creature and, and start sucking on that thing. And whatever comes out, I'm going to drink it. Like, right? oh, no, you won't. Yeah, I will, frog. I'm a crazy man. <laughs> he's like, and then he's like, ooh. It, it probably, in reality, it was probably somebody like just desperate to survive. Right. But like, like kimchi, I don't, it, it's like cabbage and God knows what else. Mm -hmm. and, and you bury it yeah, in a clay and pot. Then, yep. Mm -hmm. And then you dig it up like a squirrel. Uh, a couple months later, <laughs> and you know, that was born out of somebody like, I'm going to hide this food here because mm -hmm. our village is about to get raided. And then they survive. And they're like, man, I know I had some food left around here. That was a long time ago. I'm going <laughs> to dig it up. I'm so hungry. Huh. I'm going to eat this. And if it doesn't kill me, I'm going to claim it's a delicacy. Like all of the delicacies are based on lies. They're all based on lies. Like French fruit food. You know, like they're known for their cream sauces and their this and that. That was to disguise the taste of rotting meat. That's why. Really? That's, oh, yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't keep meat. If, if you ran out of salt, you couldn't keep the meat fresh. So you'd be like, okay, this is really, really iffy. And uh, I need to put some really heavy sauce on this to make it. <laughs> was, that the voila. was that the origination of like Italian tomato sauce too? No, I think tomato sauce was just, uh, was, was to tomato sauce I think is honest. Okay. I think that's an honest sauce. I think somebody like, you pick a tomato, you eat it, you're like, okay, that's delicious. Ooh, I wonder if I cut it up into little pieces. Ooh, that's good. Hey, I wonder if I even smashed it. So that seems like it's an honest thing. An honest, but, an honest uh, sauce. I don't okay. trust. Yes. And like cheese. We all know cheese is like somebody like grabbed a bunch of milk and they're like, I'm going to hold on to this and try to, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll drink this later. <laughs> and it just went really, really wrong. And they're like, okay, that's nasty. I wonder if I, maybe if I threw a bunch of salt on it, I wouldn't take <laughs> And that's how you got cheese. This is fun. The history of, of fake foods. Fake foods? Well, you know, you know, our, uh, we destroyed sushi for like 20 minutes on one podcast. So it's the worst. It's the worst. I tell you, friends of mine, uh, I have a, a friend who helps out, uh, like extreme uh, victims of poverty mm -hmm. in, in Thailand. And he goes over there and he's like, what we think of as like Chinese food and Thai food over here is insanely different from what they're eating. They're mm -hmm. literally, and I guess in North Korea, it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, like there, there's no more frogs. There's uh, they're eating the bugs. <laughs> it's like they are struggling. They mm -hmm. are struggling, but got a nuke. They got a hydrogen bomb. That makes it all worth it or something. Yeah, no, when my sister was in China, they sell grasshoppers on a stick and yeah. 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 Like, like street food over there is really sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> street food street food everywhere else is really sketchy. Like America, we have the best street food. You go to New York, you get a pretzel, mm -hmm. you're gonna survive. You go to New York or Chicago, you get a hot dog, you're gonna survive. Uh, right. But I tell you, I had friends that I was working with on this other TV show about India 
and these were all, you know, people of Indian descent and their parents mm-hmm. from India mm-hmm. would go back to visit. And they have like every culture has a version of the donut. There's like this Indian uh, like donut thing. It's like a ball of dough, but it's filled with flavored water or something. Huh. And uh, this. Yeah. This guy's mom went back to India and she's like, "Ooh, I'm going to get a bleep blorp or whatever the hell they're called. And w- she was in the hospital for days. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You have to build up a tolerance. Speaking of donuts, Krispy Kreme has a limited edition Reese's peanut butter donut. We got a couple. They're all right. Really? Yeah. I think it would be better warm. But yeah, no, they got the peanut, but they nailed the peanut butter flavor. Yep, they did. A Reese's peanut butter donut. Yeah, if you like a Krispy Kreme, I strongly suggest you try one. I grew up with uh, Krispy Kreme. Yeah, see, I never and, had one till I moved south. So yeah, Krispy Kreme to me was always that was a donut. That mm-hmm. was like a regular donut, and and I never understood like when they opened up Krispy Kremes in L.A., it was on the news. Yeah, <laughs> it was on the news. I'm like. Wow, you people, you poor folks. Now, do you have do you have Dunkin' Donuts down there? Yes, we do. We do have Dunkin' oh, Donuts that's as the well. Best. Yep. Their coffee. I'm a big fan of the the Dunkin' Donut coffee. See, I'm just I I just make my coffee at home. I don't. Are you really... like one of those grind your own bean people? I have I have done that. Yes, but normally I buy the ground coffee and I have this reusable little thing for my Keurig and I put a little scoop in there and I make it one cup at a time. Oh, okay. Well, that's normal. Yeah. I thought you were going to do some really, you know, like I buy the beans and then I roast them in my oven and then I hand crank them and I was going to be so, first of all, shocked. uh, And then second, there was going to be like a a tsunami of me mocking you. Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) We we have, we have bought, I bought whole bean by accident. So I've had to grind it up in the food processor, but I don't do it on purpose. Yeah, I used to be that guy mm-hmm. uh, in in college. I was that guy, you know. I get the beans, and then I had my little coffee grinder thing, and then I would do the French press and blah blah blah. What a waste! What a waste! Yeah, no, the French press does crack me up. I mean, it's okay. It just seems like it's a it's a long way to go. That's how they they would serve it in uh, in South Africa, which makes a lot of sense. They would just give you like a pot of coffee for the table, and you could just like let it sit there and. Anyway, I want to get back to the North Korea thing because it was pretty funny last night. Uh, we it was it was movie night over here. We watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two again. I want to get back to that later. Oh, uh, love but that! I, I'm crawling into bed. Breaking news on Fox: uh, an earthquake's been detected in North Korea. They think it's a nuke. This would have to be a hydrogen bomb. And the poor guy. On Fox News, I should have written down his name. He's like the overnight guy on Fox. Mm-hmm. It's the middle of the night. He's all by himself. He's got no one to throw it to. He's got, <laughs> he's got zero help. He's just this dude, this like yeah. blonde overnight guy who's just supposed to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now it is going down. And he's like... He was he was lucky to get a couple people on the phone, and you could tell he was like super relieved. And he's like, "So, uh, uh, so what does this mean?" And it really, no one was adding anything to the discussion, and this guy was just floundering for like an hour. It was uh, it was the newscaster's nightmare. It was no hilarious. kidding, you're surprised he actually raised anybody on the phone. I guess yeah. it was like was it like the third string people, like no big names or anything. I forget who he had on the phone, but he like he didn't want the guy to leave. He's like, "Hang on, hang on. Uh, we're gonna come back to you uh, for if you're just joining us. Uh, uh, there was a uh, an earthquake in North Korea. They think it's a hydrogen bomb. Uh, North Korea has been uh, sanctioned by this uh, government, and um, uh, looks like they've got uh, a, a nuke. Uh, joining me on the on the line. <laughs> looks like they just gave us the big middle finger." Yeah, yeah, just treading water, <laughs> treading water. And then I heard something great today. Like we we have like airplanes that function like dogs. They're called sniffers. Yeah. And so after North Korea does something like this, we send these planes over to detect any radioactive material, and they literally call them sniffers, like canines. You know, sniffing for drugs or whatever. I that thought that sense. was pretty interesting. Yeah, never heard that before. So yeah, well, wasn't it? They think it was like an underground test. So I don't know what a. Because uh, uh, any kind of spy plane would have to be up super high. Um, 
I don't know. They said they were taken off. So I imagine even with an underground test, test something would get in the atmosphere. Just a guess, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so so we should uh, touch base with the song. Uh, Nazi, 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 Russia, 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 North Korea, Nazi, North Korea, boom. We're almost at the end of the first refrain, and then soon we'll go back to Russia, Russia, Russia. Okay. Did you hear this gobbledygook this week? And I got to dig into it and I got to read it. Did you hear this stuff about Comey and how he decided to make that speech before the FBI's investigation into Hillary Clinton was even finished? I heard it and you heard it. (laughs) However, the rest of America hasn't heard it. I know. It was like nothing in the news cycle. Hillary Clinton's investigation wasn't even over and Comey exonerated her. And then after the little tarmac meeting, the... uh, Laura, uh, Loretta Lynch there said, okay, yeah, I'll just go along with you, Comey. And then you have Bob Menendez, a Democratic senator, just doing some of the shadiest stuff in the world. <laughs> Mainstream media Bob, doesn't touch either one of them. What did Menendez do? Menendez is on trial for bribery because apparently he had this ophthalmologist friend down in Florida that liked oh, to yeah. yeah. And he liked to bring women from overseas, so he would, like, send Menendez on vacation, and then Menendez would interfere in the visa process to get his little chicky-doos over here. And um, Yeah. Yeah, and, like, interceded on behalf of, like, Medicaid fraud and all this other stuff and used to, like, fly around on this guy's private plane. If this was a Republican, it would be nonstop in the news cycle, and they yeah. don't even talk about it. Don't even talk about it. I always remember that Republican guy from – I think it was from Illinois – and he uh, repainted his office in in D.C. to right. look like some BBC television show. Mm-hmm. It probably cost $300, but they're like, where would you get the money to pay for that? And he's like, oh, I quit. <laughs> yeah, Representative representative Schiff. I, no, was it Schiff? I, I don't know. It was some young guy. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he, I mean, he's the one that used to put all the beefcake pictures on Instagram, too. Like he was very proud of his physique. He was a little yeah. odd. Yeah, I think I think they, I think he got out because there was something else coming down the pike. However, it's just like uh, the the Democrats can always go with these huge scandals, like like Donna Brazil. I'm still not over that one. Donna Brazil uh, giving debate questions to Hillary, like, and they're like, yeah, she's a good lady. We we still like her. She's awesome. The Democrats will excuse anything inside their own party. I mean, literally anything. You know, I know you say Bill Clinton can come to the barbecue, but that is one shady dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's and it's like uh, Anthony Weiner. They were ready to take him back after uh, scandal number one. Right. Oh, he's, he's, he's busted sending Weiner pictures everywhere. And then he's like, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to uh, uh, run for mayor in New York. And they're like, is he ready for a comeback? I think he is. <laughs> like, no, no, there's more Weiner pictures out there. <laughs> He's not ready. And the, they they only cut him loose because he started sending those pictures to a kid. Yeah. That's what it took. I was yeah. like, are so, you serious? So Once again, uh, the Democrats can can close ranks and do everything uh, as a team and mm-hmm. uh, hundreds of millions of dollars are missing and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, you've got uh, Paul Ryan doing some real shadiness with the whole DACA the whole dreamers bit uh, to me this is so easy this is so easy okay what to do you make got? everybody what? happy okay mm-hmm. so you got some kids who've been raised here they got a work permit don't ever make them citizens just let them work let them work legally you, you to send them back to their home country when they've been here since they were like two through no fault of their own i have a hard time with that just don't do it anymore no more program but don't beat these kids over the head so I think you and I are on the same page here. Just let it expire. Just let it expire. It was unconstitutional. Make Congress write the law. That's what they're supposed to do. So that's the solution. That I, that's that's the same conclusion I came to as well. Mm-hmm. But what's up with Paul Ryan, who like a year ago was on Hannity going, it's unconstitutional. It's this. It's that. It has to be stopped. And then now, uh, you know, two days ago, he's like, yeah, I don't know about this, uh, the dreamer thing. I've read his full comments, and if you read the full comments, it's exactly what you and I said. He was talking about current people in the program and says Congress should deal with the issue. 
He wants a congressional solution, something that we can actually have as a law. But he was talking about the current population, and they made it sound like he was no longer in opposition to the program. That's not at all how I read his full comments. All righty. See, that's how you get down to the to the real happening. Mm-hmm. You did you did a crazy thing like reading the full comments. I'm I'm a scanner. I'm <laughs> I'm a I'm a headline first couple paragraphs kind of guy. Yeah, no, I, I don't on. I don't agree with Paul Ryan on a lot of things, but I think in in some ways they're positioning him to be Trump's foil, and they're using selective comments that he makes and not the full the full you know the full meaning of what he said, and I'm not going to let him get away with that either. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not, you know, other than maybe I wasn't a big fan of, I'm a big fan of tax reform. I wasn't a big fan of the way he was doing it. But, you know, this selective quoting where he was actually saying exactly what I just said um, about dreamers, you know, really kind of irritates me a little bit. Do you think that's just to try to make People in America think that like this, uh, they're completely dysfunctional, and the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Oh yeah! Didn't that just didn't that just happen with uh, uh, General Mad Dog Watches Watch when uh, when he said when when Trump was like, "Hey, all options are on the table," you know, I'm not against military, and then the general was like, "Hey, uh, we still have diplomatic solutions." They tried to make it look like he was saying something he wasn't, but evidently they're all on the same page. No, and, and he, they're both correct. All solutions are on the table. They're considering everything. There's still diplomatic things left. Um, and, you know, despite the fact you call him Mad Dog, he's not really, I don't see him going in there like, you know, planes blazing just because he can. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think, I think yes, that they do do a lot of things with selective quoting like that to try to make it look like the administration itself and the GOP that's in D.C. is much more um, adversarial than it actually is. Yeah. Okay, I want to get to some, uh, some good news, some, some, some awesomeness. Uh, Melania Trump wearing the stilettos again, wearing the high heels again. I just love this lady more and more with each passing day. It, can I just say, like, you want to talk about beclowning yourself and saying that Melania Trump wearing stilettos onto the plane makes some kind of comment about what she thinks about the people devastated by a hurricane? Like, how far do you have to reach? How far? Uh, uh, here's uh, – <laughs> I thought she looked fabulous. She always looks fabulous. I mean, it was like um, amazingly fabulous. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, her shoes. What are those? What are those shoes saying? Well, that just that's just a, a total. Uh, that's a nuke for uh, for feminists, you know, and then having having a, a, a like a female reporter going after her. Like, seriously, that's what I thought feminism was. <laughs> like, you, you can you can you can be uh, super smart and super hot. Everyone's you, an individual. Did you see the picture of the Vogue fashion writer that actually started the whole thing? I, I can't believe that's real. It's real. I cannot real. believe that that is that that lady who looks it's real with the crazy lips mm-hmm, and the and the bright orange hair. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's a Vogue fashion editor, fashion writer. That's like something out of a uh, uh, a Monty Python. It, it literally, said, literally is. Somebody uh, said it looked like Joy Bahar and a dump truck had had a baby. It's no. It's I think it's worse than that. It's oh god! The, the haircut. I've seen the the Laurel and Hardy comparisons, mm-hmm. and that's that's really what it looks like. It, that's yep. I really, I honestly wanted that to be a joke. I don't want to think that that there's really like. Did you ever see? Um, uh, Terry Gilliam's movie called Brazil. No, it was like his version of uh, Orwell's 1984, okay. and Catherine uh, uh, Hellman was in it from the from the show Soap, and she was this. She was always undergoing these facelifts, and so her face mm-hmm. just looked bizarre, <laughs> and it had that kind of uh, pinched y- look. You know, like, yeah. yeah, and like in the hung- in the Hunger Games, they had that really weird sense of fashion, and like, ooh, this mm-hmm. will be. What fashion looks like in this dystopian future? Right. That's what that lady from Vogue looks like. Uh-huh. She looks like something out of Brazil. Yeah, no, it, it was it was not a good look. But you know, I have to say that 
every all the coverage I saw, and again, it's mostly the video coverage has been from Fox. I mean, Melania Trump and Donald Trump are in soup kitchens feeding people. They're going around to the devastated areas. I mean, last I recall, when Hurricane Sandy hit, it took like Obama 10 days to get there, and then he met with the governor. Yeah, and that I, I was watching that live yesterday. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, when when Trump was over there, and that was just great to watch. That was just wonderful to watch because you. It really reminds you. Don't believe the the narrative that most uh, media outlets are 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 pimping. Mm-hmm. These people couldn't wait to get close to the president, and yeah. like, and and I'm glad he waited a couple of days. And I'll even I'll even let Obama off the off the hook uh, for that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to vet all those people, right? Like you're in a in a, a refugee center in some stadium and in, in a, a flood ravaged part of town, mm-hmm. and like all right, eh, you got to find everybody who's got a gun, who's licensed, who's this. What, oh my gosh, what a nightmare! I mean, talk well, about disruptive. But it was just great to watch all these people just run up to Trump and try to grab a selfie and, he, and everybody's smiling and shaking hands. It just really, it's uh, it was wonderful to watch. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, and you know, the mainstream media, oh, he just went down there and like patted himself on the back because you won Texas. And it's like, no, that's not what he did. That's not what he did. You know, I, I like, oh, the media and at I this you, point. If, if you <sighs> ever, and I was saying this to the wife yesterday, if you ever wanted a, a, a guy in charge when there was a uh, a hurricane and and damage to houses and buildings on, on this epic scale, you want Donald Trump in there. That guy knows how to build. Mm-hmm. Like he'll he'll literally like look at the receipts and like seriously, you guys paid this much for drywall? Are you crazy? No, <laughs> go back to Home Depot and tell. I mean, I, I, it's the best. Well, he is a a construction guy in charge of this. It's going to be great. Well, and I, you know, I want to pat Governor Abbott on the back, too. I think he did a very good job. Um, and certainly all the first responders. I mean, just some incredible pictures from down there of, of people doing the right thing and helping each other out. You know, I, when, when something like that happens, I'm always just amazed to see yeah. that kind of good news. I mean, it, good news is Americans helping other Americans regardless of color, creator politics. And I think we saw a lot of that. Oh my goodness! It so. was it was it was the best. It, yep. it literally was, and it's horrible that it takes. It, it's like the movie Independence Day. Like everybody fights against each other until you have a common enemy, and then everybody, you know, comes together and and really behaves as Americans behave. You know, it's like after nine eleven, everybody comes together. It's after mm-hmm. any big event like this. I especially enjoyed uh, like the Cajun Navy and the people with the monster trucks. That were rescuing the army vehicles. That was the best. Mm-hmm. Hillbillies, oh. hillbillies pulling army trucks out of the flood. That was the best. And this is what I love about uh, Trump, right? He's from New York. He just talks. Shit. Everybody is so worried, like, oh, our president's crazy. No, he's from New York. He's like Korea. What are you gonna do, Korea? You wanna do that? Shit? You wanna launch some? Shit? Fire and fury on your ass. Fire. I will fire. I will launch so many nukes. Are you going to do it? No, I'm just talking. I'm not going to fucking do it. It's fantastic. And let North Korea launch a few. I'm really not worried about it. Because they're made in Korea. <laughs> right? You know it's not going to go where they want it to go. Like, oh, you've done it this time, America. Launch. Oh, shit. Where's that one going? When I was getting my apartment in in Long Island, I was going down by this area called uh, Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful, really cool. Yep. Uh, the nightlife is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, blah blah. But you would see all these people who were still in the process of rebuilding after Hurricane Sandy yep. or Tropical Storm Sandy, whatever. And they were raising their houses up, you mm-hmm. know, all the houses. And I, I like seeing that when people are like, okay, I've learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to rebuild. And this next one is going to be 15 feet up off the ground. You're right. Like, oh, good for you. I saw uh, the wife and I are watching the news yesterday. This woman and her husband and they had uh, a bunch of like foster kids and they'd adopted children with Down syndrome. And they were all 
they were already back in their house, you know, starting to tear out the sheetrock, do the whole right. nine yards. And you're like, wow, God bless these people. They've got their hands full with these kids with special needs. Mm-hmm. Then the cameraman goes outside and their house was already up 15 feet. Oh, really? Yeah. And they wow. had, yeah. And I, it was just shocking. Like, wow, they had flood damage, but they're, it's, it's not like their house was just like sitting there on the ground like a bunch of morons. These, so that's a, that's a bunch of water. They said the water that hit Houston would have taken three years to go over Niagara Falls, and Niagara Falls dumps 75,000 gallons a second or something like that. Wow. Like, wow. And well, they also – I saw another comparison that if that, if that hurricane had hit uh, Louisiana, New Orleans – New Orleans would have literally been gone. Like, yes. Yeah, the lake would have gone straight to the Gulf, and it would have literally been gone. I, I, we said it on the show, what was it, last week, two mm-hmm. weeks ago? I used to do it in my stand-up. That, that the city is doomed. Mm-hmm. It's doomed. It, you are – it is a miracle that it's still part of the United States. It, yeah. it, it, and it'll probably happen. Well, uh, now we got, the, what, Hurricane Irma? Supposed to yeah. hit the Caribbean by, like, Wednesday or Thursday? We will see. It seems like we had a big, long patch with with no uh, hurricanes, and and now mm-hmm. uh, we're we're gonna have like uh, we're gonna have again. I'm, not, I'm definitely not on the global warming train. No, two thousand like two thousand one to two thousand five, there were a ton of them, and then we took a nice long break where there weren't really serious storms, and now it looks like we're gonna have a couple more years, maybe of some more serious ones. Yeah, yes. Everything goes in a pattern, right? It's called weather. <laughs> it's been doing this for hundreds of years. Uh, yeah. Hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions, if yeah. not billions. You know you know who tried you know who tried to bash uh, President Trump for his response, don't you? Who? Chelsea Clinton. Oh my gosh. What did she say now? Well, President Trump said something in his typical style. As tough as this was, the response has been a wonderful thing, I think, for the country to watch. So he was commending the Texans and the people affected for their response and everybody jumping in to help, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Chelsea Clinton quote tweets it. People lost their lives, loved ones, homes, beloved pets. Many thousands of people faced uncertain future. But this is our president on Harvey. I just reminded her about Haiti and walked away. I am, I, I'm, I'm done with, and I did this on the flip side. I'm done with the half quote. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done with taking things out of context. It, it really doesn't. And, and I was talking about this yesterday. It's like, and it's, it's been from Jump Street mm-hmm. uh, with Trump. From like when he announced and he came down the uh, the escalator. And he's like, you know, we're going to do something about the border. Mexico's not sending their best people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them are criminals. A lot of them are drug dealers. Uh, they're rapists. Some are, um, uh, some of them are, are good people, but they're not sending their best. But they took out that little piece, they're rapists. And from, from moment one, and that's stuck. I mean, everyone, oh, okay, this guy's a, this guy's a racist. He, he said all Mexicans are rapists. And it's just, it, I'm, I'm tired of it. It's boring. Uh, and it, it, just, it drives me crazy. And it drives me crazy when people on the right do it. When, mm-hmm. when, when people are like, ooh, oh, ooh, Madonna wants to blow up the White House. Not even close. Not even close to what she said. Yep. And it, it's all to score political graft, which just makes me nuts. And that's why I went and read what Paul Ryan actually said. Yeah, because I couldn't believe all of a sudden he's like, "Oh yeah, DACA's great." No, DACA's unconstitutional. We all thought it was unconstitutional. We've got to deal with these kids that are affected, and then we have to figure out a congressional solution. And I a little something I like to call the No Moss Bill. The No Moss no, Bill. No, no Moss. moss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just I'm literally gobsmacked by the number of states and cities that are passing new laws that say their law enforcement can't, you know, support ICE. They can't, you know, honor ICE detainers. And, you know, reading a story out of, uh, oh, God, it was either Washington or Oregon. I think it was Oregon. Today, some guy who's been deported 12 times gets arrested. ICE gives them a detainer. They don't honor it. 
24 hours, the guy's back on the street, raped a 67-year-old girl, and attacked a 36-year-old. As as the victim, can't you sue? You you have to sue them at that point. I I don't know what you do, but I mean, I'm sitting here. Who who is Sanctuary City giving sanctuary to? In this case, it's a career criminal. I mean, he had a rap sheet that went well beyond that in addition to 12 deportations. It sounds... It sounds so heartless and so cruel, and I, I honestly – like Tucker Carlson is the only guy that I see ever talking about this with any kind of semblance of common sense. Mm-hmm. But you have to protect American citizens first, Yep. And, and that's your duty. And when you go out of your way – when you go out of your way, like a guy like uh, you're talking about, to go, well, you know what, let's let's not deport him. Let's put him back on the street. You're knowingly putting the citizens of your town in harm's way and mm-hmm. at risk. Yep. I, I, would, I would sue. I would sue like crazy. It's not going to help. Uh, you know the sleepless nights and the and the and the terror and the the mental anguish and God help those people that were victims of this douche. But yeah, I would sue everybody. Well, I mean, I'd you just you just had Denver. You know, put a new, a new, I don't know, it's a little law at the city level, a new process through their city council where they won't honor ICE ICE detainers. You would have to have a warrant. So ICE has to go before this person is released, right, on the bail system or whatever else. You have to, you have to present the local police with a warrant for that person or no dice. Um... Who else has done it? I mean, just city upon city upon city. And now California has something in the assembly to make it a sanctuary state to say statewide you can't have that level of cooperation. I think I think California is doing a lot worse than people think. What do you mean? I I think this this state is literally like hanging on by nubs that they just don't have the money. Uh, to continue continue to function, right? Because I, I come back uh, every once in a while. It's you look at stuff like uh, the streets. Mm-hmm. The streets are not in good shape. And then I live by a, a hunk of the L.A. River, and mm-hmm. they have to keep that thing debris. It's like a giant gutter, uh, pretty much, Ex- except for one little section where they've let it become uh, a river again, where they can because of the geography. Anyway. Uh, I've lived by this hunk of the L.A. River forever and ever. And every few months, the city of Los Angeles used to send uh, cleanup crews through there. They, you know, they'd wait Mm -hmm. till it was dried up and then they would uh, get the sticks and the leaves and the debris and all this stuff out of there. And they'd kind of clean it up. I I was down there walking uh, my dog yesterday and there is there there are little islands springing up. In in the middle of this islands of what? Uh, growth. There's these there's these reeds that are growing. There's a little bit of water still in there. There's reeds growing. There's bushes growing. Wow. Tall grasses. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They have they've definitely put uh, maintaining the streets and keeping the L.A. River debris clean uh, way on the back burner because I just don't think they can afford to do it. What are I would they? Love to see, I would love to see the books on L.A. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've gotten busted for, you know, payments to illegal aliens and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, and that whole thing. I, I, I need to talk to Ann Coulter again about that because that's that that's a other myth that they're like, oh, illegals come over here and then the amount the, they, they get jobs and then what they spend and the sales tax is such a boon. And like, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're they're taking way more from the system than they're getting back in sales tax. Well, and if you look at the earned income tax credit, which is the biggest redistribution program we have in the United States, right? Yeah. The um, abuse of that program and fraud at that program stands at somewhere close to 30% and a significant portion of it is illegal immigrants. Shoo-wee. Mm-hmm. So. Oh man, oh man! But here's here's a little bit of good news. Uh, Trump was uh, tweeting a bunch of stuff uh, the other night, but like, and I'm going to get this wrong, so I apologize. Uh, there's some uh, like manufacturing in this country. We're we're making more stuff now uh, than we have since like 2010. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a seven year high. Like, right? I, I, that just it just makes me feel good. 
that we can start making things in this country again. I just don't know how people expect to survive and have any kind of without businesses opening up factories and having people work and and do, like it 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 makes me feel good. I have a little bit of optimism about the future of the country. We have to we have to make stuff. We can't just do stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, the US has been on track for a couple of years because the cost of uh living in China and Chinese wages have come up so high from where they were 10, 15 years ago, that they've eaten all of the productivity savings. So you used to get some advantage paying lower wages over in China. That advantage has basically disappeared because yeah. you get better productivity here in the United States that it, it even though you're paying a higher wage, it evens out. So um, the fact that the Chinese folks are making more money is great for us <laughs> and we hope they continue to make more money um, because it, it definitely has encouraged some people like GE and a couple other folks to bring production back, which is very good news. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I think there's a huge uh, a huge shift coming with uh, like colleges and higher learning and uh, like vocational skills mm-hmm. and uh, craftsmen, that stuff. Mike Rowe, Love Mike Rowe, him. that he's getting a lot of traction. He's getting a lot of traction, and and I'm I, I couldn't be happier for him because he makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we've had we've had a little bit of crush on Mike Rowe in this house since he did the show Dirty Jobs. But I just I love reading his Facebook posts, and I I'm forgetting the name of the initiative he just started recently. But it's recognizing people who have given back to their communities. So he's like going around and surprising people that have done significant work in their communities to make their communities a better place to live. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the initiative, but I mean, I was reading about it and it, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. Well, I guess it's, it, it's, it's, it's capitalism. It's, it's supply and demand, mm-hmm. but as like uh, carpenters and uh, electricians mm-hmm. and those trade jobs, as less people are in there, those the, the ones that exist will be able to charge more. Right. So it'll it'll have to even out because people will just get sick and tired of like, hey, are you telling me I have to pay my electrician one hundred and fifty bucks an hour? Well, well, you do because there's well, only two of them left in the state. Exactly, <laughs> and a lot of them are retiring. You know, yeah. I, I have no problem with, you know, one of my kids going into a technical trade. None. Yeah. I think it's be your own boss. Be your own boss. Mm-hmm. Well, holy smoke. This is a uh, – I got I got a geek out here for a minute. Uh, watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 last night, fully expecting just to bawl my eyes out. Because like all the, all the tears I had to choke back. <laughs> in the movie in the, theater. Uh, in the movie theater. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. I'll just be able to completely just unleash. I warned my kids. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're gonna see you're gonna see dad just lose it. I watched it. It did not hit me at all. Really? It was the weirdest thing. Maybe just because uh, you expected it? Maybe, but I'm like, yep, he's gone. Yep, Mary Poppins. Yep, there's that guy. Yeah, <laughs> see, the first time you I watched it, the first time you watched it, "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all," was like the best line in a movie ever. Oh my goodness! And like, what's wrong with me that it didn't like? It had like zero. It was like it was like fun to watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but man, oh man, like it had zero emotional punch. That's just bizarre. It is bizarre. Yeah, it see, is when a movie hits me like that, and that one kind of did for different reasons, um, it never doesn't hit me like that. That see, that, that's I could watch. I could watch uh, Bambi right now, mm-hmm. or Old Yeller, <laughs> or The Yearling, yep. and I would be I'd be crying my eyes out. Yep. I don't know. It's really strange. Well, I, I need to I need to see somebody about it. Yeah, I finished watching The Defenders. I have not seen it. I'm not but, doing but any spoilers. Uh, let me ask you this. Not doing any spoilers. On a scale on a scale of uh on a scale of one to ten, what would you give it? Um I would probably like the last two episodes are really good. Okay. I, I it it picks up. Um you know, my, my low rating at like a six is is really just due to the fact that I cannot stand the Iron Fist. 
Yeah. You know what he is? What is he? He is the Captain Kirk of the Defenders. Like, his angsty speech with lots of pauses, I just want to throw something at the TV. Okay, so you're not you're not throwing shade on Bill Shatner and Captain Kirk. You're saying you don't like his cadence, the way he speaks? I never liked Captain Kirk's cadence, and no, I don't like it in the Iron Fist either. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch the rest of it and look for that. I love the way Bill Shatner speaks. I love it. it it's, it's him. His it's his crazy character. crazy pauses and over yeah. the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. William like, Shatner. But not only God it, bless his heart. Not only that, but William Shatner, when he has the crazy pauses, he's also over the top angsty a little bit. It's the angst and pauses with the Iron Fist that made me go, oh. Wow. I'm, I, I didn't see that at all. I'm going to have to look for the similarities. I love it. got worse towards Shatner. the end. It got worse towards the end. Aye, 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 And I still love Jessica Jones. Still love Luke Cage. Still love Daredevil. I, I like all three of those characters. I like uh, I like Daredevil. I like Elektra. I think that's a, a great uh, story. Mm-hmm. The, the Luke Cage – Meh, yawn. I like Rosario uh, Dawson, who plays Luke Cage's love interest. She's mm-hmm. all right, uh, but I'm just not. I'm just not into the whole Defenders. I'm. I'm literally just not not into it. I'll watch it because I feel like I should. Uh, however, if I had to pick, uh, I wouldn't go. Ooh, I gotta watch this. We'll see. Maybe I'm, they'll maybe they'll win me over in the last four. But, like, you know how if you're watching Netflix, like, at the end when they roll the credits and stuff, you usually just, like, roll through it to mm-hmm. hit the next episode? There is in one of them, and I'm not giving anything away, a preview of The Punisher, so watch for that. That dude's great. That dude is awesome. They couldn't have cast that role any better if they tried. They crushed it. They crushed it. I am well so written. excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's fantastic. I'm pretty okay. sure that premieres the week of my birthday, so yay. Ooh, ooh, watch out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other total geek news, and I'm just, I'm literally, I'm like running out of time uh, to do all these things that I want to do. But uh, the sequel to one of my favorite video games of all time uh, comes out Tuesday night. Destiny Two. Destiny Two. Yes, we have a pre- we have a pre-sale here too. <laughs> I am pretty darn excited. Mm-hmm. I am I am ready for this thing to happen. They just did a uh, a live action uh, trailer for mm-hmm. the game. Came yeah. out two days ago. I tweeted it out on on the Loftus party. It was fantastic. Yeah, it, it was live action. It it looks it, it looked like a movie. Uh, Do you think that means it's going to be a movie? Oh no no no! But they they did promise. One of the few criticisms of the first Destiny game was there's not enough story. There's not enough story. Mm-hmm. So they they promised to do a bunch more of that. I always worry because. Usually when you have – they make little tweaks in the game like, oh, that button that you used to press to do uh, a jump is now if you press it twice, it's going to do this other thing. It's like they usually mess up with the controls and, okay. and that that's what has me nervous because the game was so uh, – the ergonomics of it were good. It was mm-hmm. it was a really, really good operating system. So I, I, I just hope they didn't haven't messed with that. So are the kids excited too? Is that a game that they liked? Mm-hmm. Yes, we're very we're very excited in this household about Destiny Two and the other one that's coming out, but doesn't it doesn't come out till like November? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Ah, we'll oh, see. that's a good you know, game. You know, my kid games now, and I just call you for like birthdays and Christmas. What what game do I need to buy? Because I have yeah. no clue. None. Pre-order Star Wars uh, Battlefront Two. That one's going to be epic <laughs> it's going to be everything yes yeah. mm-hmm. okay so i guess um that's that was the the little uh geek out on that I'll, i will have played it by the next podcast so okay. I, w- I will let you know um kids got thrown out of school for wearing trump t-shirts no they didn't get thrown out of school they were told to go out in the hall and turn their t-shirts inside out because having trump on your t-shirt was akin to wearing a swastika all right, so I want that teacher uh, suspended without pay. That's what I want. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, like some smart kid in the class, you got to give these kids credit, took out his phone and starts like taping his teacher, doing it to these two other boys. And then he clarifies. I mean, this is a kid in high school. I want to hug him. So you're telling them they have to go turn their shirts inside out because Trump is like wearing a swastika? 
And she that said, little kid <laughs> is a journalist, and it was a setup. It had to have been a setup. I don't know that I don't know that it was necessarily a setup, but I mean, he was just like dumbfounded. This kid was like oh. literally dumbfounded that his teacher was doing this. When when I say a setup, I think that t-shirt that that uh, teacher had done something in the past. Oh, so these kids, these kids, these kids knew, mm-hmm. like, hey, both of you guys come in here tomorrow wearing Trump t-shirts. I'll be sitting back here with my phone, and then when she tells you to do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her a question so everybody knows exactly what we just witnessed. Mm-hmm. I think those kids are super smart for doing that too. So do I. I mean, to me, that's just ridiculous. It's almost as ridiculous as the meltdown over the L'Oreal model today. I really don't care. I really don't. I'm over it. What happened with the L'Oreal model? Well, apparently the first African-American transgender model for L'Oreal got canned because she penned some kind of rant on her Facebook page that basically said all white people were racist. She then came back and said, I was talking about institutional racism, but it was, it was a pretty ugly rant. Um, <laughs> and so L'Oreal said, see ya. We don't want to alienate any of our customers. And then the feminists are the feminists are attacking Taylor Swift because she won't get political, which I think is the smartest thing she's ever going to do. Um, that's a good business person. Why would I alienate half my audience? I'm not stupid. Um, it's just I'm so sick of the Nazi, Nazi, Nazi swastika. This da 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 da. Like literally, the number of white supremacists in this country is like twelve. It is. Uh, it's. It's fun. It's. It's fun to watch, and it's fun to watch people wake up and come to the realization. However, like, yeah, the Taylor Swift thing. I, I tweeted that out yesterday. It, it's fantastic. You know what? I have other things to worry about. I have bigger things to worry about. I know you guys are not gonna like that. I'm not gonna take a political stance, but I'm gonna go do my thing. Good for her! Yay! Absolutely. She makes Absolutely. music, and she does it pretty well. And she's cute as a button. Leave her alone. Yeah. And then Leave you've her got alone. M- Mark Ruffalo, who <laughs> I think that guy thinks he's a senator or something. It's just I hilarious. Just Watching him in his little his little marches, like, what are you doing, guy? What what are you doing? <laughs> I just said thirty paid protesters and the Hulk. Color me unimpressed. Yeah. Like we're going on a ten day march from Charlottesville to DC, which if you look at Google Maps for anybody who can walk at a normal clip should take you four days if you're gonna take time to sleep. And literally nobody is taking ten days off their out of work to go do this. It's literally people being paid to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just color me unimpressed. Seriously. Me three. And then now you've got this whole thing going on in Berkeley again, and Ben Shapiro's going to be there, I think, September 14th. He's had to pay the city. The group that's hosting him has had to pay the campus $15,000 for security. You know who's not a Nazi? You know who's not a white supremacist? That would be Ben Shapiro. As I was saying it on the on the on the vlog Mm -hmm. last week, it's like Ben Shapiro is hate speech. Well, he's hate speech because he's so good at turning that liberal narrative and you, you can't argue with him. I mean, he he can pull facts that, you know, just boom out of his head and quote them and just destroy a liberal narrative. And he's done it at every every Politicon for the last three years. They put him against somebody and he just destroys them. And that's why they don't like him. And and <laughs> Exactly. And he does it all with a smile on his face. And it's not like an evil. Mm-mm. It's not coming from. a Yeah. Well, but when Ben, Shapiro, be, when ben kind, Shapiro is considered hate speech, you've got a problem. Yeah. I mean, he used to be kind of a punk about it, but his timing and his sense of humor have gotten a lot better over the last several years. Um, like when you watched him get decked by that transgender on Jerry Springer or something, he was being a jerk. <laughs> I mean, he was being an outright jerk. Um, well, everybody grows up. Everybody grows up. Yeah, like no. t- Tucker Carlson is so much better now mm-hmm. than he was on Crossfire. Yeah, no. And, and you know, Tucker, they love captioning Tucker's monologues where he has the three bars, the, like the three major points of what he's going to talk about. Yeah. They love capturing those and just putting those up. Instead of the entire transcript of what Tucker said, because they don't always do the best job of capturing the right things in those bars. But yeah, that's a fun thing. I lo- I, I got to learn how to do memes. Memes? Yeah. Oh, do you download Mematic? Uh, well, it's 
I saw one the other day. Well, first of all, like the people who can do that, they can take a screen. They they mm-hmm. take a, a screen grab of Tucker Carlson, and then they take out what the actual bullet points are, and then they right. put in their own stuff. Those can get pretty funny. But I tell you what, go to, uh, go to the Loftus party on Twitter, and go to my liked tweets. And there's this dude. Uh, I'm gonna try to find it right now. At, while we're on the air there is a dude named da 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 it's coming it's coming it's coming t beckett adams oh yeah t beckett adams he's awesome oh my gosh Mm -hmm. he found this little gif of a dude dressed up as an old woman wearing some kind of helmet and carrying two bags of groceries like Dancing uh, through this shallow lake. <laughs> and he put this hip-hop music behind it. <laughs> it is my favorite thing. And it's been my favorite thing now for about four days. Yeah. I just can't stop watching. <laughs> I can't stop watching it. I was that. It's the funniest thing ever. And I'm like, I have to learn how to create these. I, I was that way with that North Korean March gif I sent to you set to the Bee Gees. That was a good one, too. And the, oh my God, that one you posted on Facebook with the guys with the G-strings on their head making fun of Antifa. That was great. There's a good one. There's oh. a good one up on our Facebook uh, right now mm-hmm. of this bluegrass band uh, covering Thunderstruck by ACDC. And this kid, go to that, you guys, and check out the kid on the banjo. Holy right? smoke. His fingers are blazing and it actually works as a song it works as mm-hmm. a bluegrass cover of thunder okay so i believe uh that is our our show for that this is week our we've show. covered everything everybody have a, a great labor day weekend oh my gosh michael topias michael topias in the real world uh liberty gimlet there's crazy rules that people have to live by, but in Micletopia, there's a different set of rules, and, and everything works a whole, so much better. Do you guys have a Micletopia? I actually talked about my Micletopia earlier, and that was my Southern heresy. So, yeah. I'm a in little Michael-topia, thin on Micletopias today. In Micletopia, you're not allowed to make mac and cheese with zucchini noodles. Okay. That's just I'm a, I'm sorry. That's uh, you have to go to you have to report to a re-education camp. What about sweet uh, potato noodles? I'm gonna say yes. Okay. I'm gonna say you can do that. All right. The gluten-free thing's got to be tough. There is a pizza place in Long Island, however. Uh, one of the writers on the show I'm working on uh, has a, a gluten thing, and he gets this gluten-free pizza, and I'm like, this has got to be horrible. But there's this pizza place in Long Island, and they're gluten-free pizza. It's it's amazing. Really? It's amazing. I don't know how they do it. It's See, like magic. It uh, is like magic. Or, anything around here is just crap on a cracker if it's gluten-free. I mean, it's literally like a cracker. Ugh. That's how good the pizza is. That's how good the pizza is in New York. Their gluten-free pizza uh, is better really than good. most of the pizza you'll stuff in uh, you'll find in Los Angeles. <laughs> Well, in Michaeltopia, that'll be my Michaeltopia. In Michaeltopia, uh, we have emissaries that travel from uh, New York to all points on the globe to teach people how to make good pizza. Like there's when you're when your gluten free pizza is better than most stuff you can find in Los Angeles, you are crushing it. Yeah. You are crushing it. Well, if people would just – like in my mind, if you decide that you need to not eat this because you're allergic to it or it gives you health problems or whatever, you should not try to recreate things that you used to like without – You should create new things. You should create new things, yes. So like I, I try to mimic some things, but some things I'm just like, no, no, it's never going to taste right. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I mean, you you buy these books and they have these recipes, you know, make gluten-free cookies. No, no, there's just, there's, there's like five gluten-free cookies and chocolate chip isn't one of them. Hey, did you hear about the guys? And maybe I said this last week, the, the doctors in Australia that, that, that that have like cured, uh, peanut allergies. No. Oh my gosh. Uh, and okay. Uh, here's another Michael Topia, uh, and Michael Topia, 
the host of the Loftus Party remembers to share these stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost like uh, an inoculation. They give these uh, kids minuscule amounts, and uh, I could be getting the science wrong, mm-hmm. but I believe this is the way it goes. Minuscule amounts of the whatever enzyme that causes the allergic reaction, and after 18 months, uh, these kids are no longer allergic to peanuts. So they they kind of, yeah, they kind of, oh, that's very interesting. I wonder if they could do the same thing with gluten. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's actually an entire book out now called The Gluten Brain that says the, the wheat and stuff we eat now is not the wheat and stuff that used to be eaten because it's been grown on the same ground for too long and we probably shouldn't be eating it. But I haven't read the book. Uh, well, that's a whole nother show. Yep. Uh, have a great weekend. Have a great uh, Labor Day, everybody. This is the last uh, big weekend for the beach and for the swimming pools. Uh, be safe. And, and I want to thank the, the firefighters who are keeping the flames away from Burbank. Uh, thanks for support. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we, we had a, a great reaction to this week's uh, vlog on Facebook. So thanks to everybody for uh, sharing that and liking that. Uh, a, a lot of people responded well to that. Thanks for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Uh, I do think there's some... I, I do think YouTube is uh, playing some little tricks on us, but you know what? It's their game, uh, so we're just going to keep playing. But thanks for uh, subscribing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. You guys are the best. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time.